Hey regulars, Charlie here. We all spend a lot of time thinking about what we eat, but what about what we drink? Well, our friends at Congan Water have an answer for you. When you call 800-494-8685 or visit Conwater, that's K-A-N-Water.com, you can learn more about the Congan Water machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Congan Water has been around for 50 years and has expanded into nine countries, which shows that they really do have the staying power to outlast all their competition. The Congan Water machine is the only real ionizer on the market. The rest, unfortunately, are nothing more than a mass produced water filter. While Kangen water is great for hydration, you can use it for all sorts of other health benefits, whether that be reducing acid reflux, migraine headaches, joint aches and pains, low energy, gout, and even muscle pain. Its antioxidants neutralize free radicals in your body and keep your immune system strong, while its alkaline properties balance the pH level of your body and keeps you healthy. If you drink a lot of energy drinks and have a very acidic diet, Kangen water is a must. You can even use the water for weight loss. There are weight loss plans that rely on Kangen's alkaline water exclusively, but even without a plan, the water will help help you lose weight. So if you're interested in improving your health and boosting your hydration, call 800-494-8685 or visit conwater.com. That's K-A-N-Water.com to learn all about the Kangen Water Machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Again, these deals will not last, so be sure to call and let them know that the regular Joe Show team sent you. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Oh, so good. Hello there and welcome Joe Giganti, your regular Joe here with you. Our number three of the regular Joe show on this Freedom Friday. And do I have big breaking good news when it comes to bags for bravery in the ability to bid to be my partner on March 2nd at the Capitol Center. Now the leading bid as we finish the last hour is from Josh the Road Tech, who is a veteran, by the way. His bid, $1,045.47. His bid just got up, but the crazy thing is Josh didn't up it. Somebody else is on his behalf. I'll give you the details in a moment. You're going to have a fun time trying to beat this one, but I'm going to tell you the best news of all is the joy this will bring so many veterans in the form of the work the Desert Vets are able to do because of the generosity of you, the merry band of regulars. And I, I'm humbled by it. I appreciate it. We've got other good news to share. Plus, we've got, we talk about unity. Well, we got to show you the great unity. Everyone says the Democrats are in complete unity. Well, not necessarily. But don't worry. We've got the weirdos on our side, too, which is why you pull the weeds so you can make sure you have a really pretty, well-manicured grass. That's all I'm saying. We'll get to all of that in mere moments. But first, it is seven minutes after the hour, which means right now, as we speaketh, in Taiwan, it is 12.07 a.m. In the Fubar on top of the quagmire, that's Afghanistan, 8.37 p.m. In London, 4.07 p.m. And in Rehoboth Beach, known as, well, the Biden stronghold in the the home of the Bagman, 11.07 a.m. That is your new and improved Biden crime family time check, DM. The regular Joe show brought to you as it always is at the top of each and every broadcast hour to ensure one can't possibly claim ignorance to the reality of the crooked as a rat's hind leg that the Biden crime family is, the depravity, the illegality, the immorality, 
the general ickiness that is the Biden crime family. So many headlines today that I want to make sure that we touch on a few of them. Uh, some some interesting twists and turns in the world of Fannie Willis. We will get to that this hour. Of course, there was Jim Biden. That's the little brother. Little Jimmy, he was testifying in front of the House Oversight Committee. Missouri Congressman Eric Burlinson says that Jimmy explained that his loan repayments to Joe Biden stood out to him from his testimony to the House Oversight Committee because the explanation, according to the congressman, was, quote, reaching at best. Quote, for him to say that he had too many student loan bills that racked up or that he had something with a home that they had in Florida where it was hit by a hurricane, those were very suspect issues, said Congressman Burlinson. Additional interviews uh, on the topic have been have been held that don't corroborate the excuse making. But the bottom line, while they can't release it yet, although I suspect we will get to see little Jimmy's testimony, is that he could not explain how he suddenly owed his brother hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars that he was only able to repay when he got a bunch of jobs that he wasn't qualified for that paid him enormous sums of money, including an insurance company that was going belly up, and instead of trying to smartly invest, hired Jim to save the day, they ended up going belly up, but only after they paid him a substantial amount of money. I also want to get into this hour, this Smirnoff thing. I want you to understand what's going on. So two things have happened in the past 10 days, seven days. Catherine Heritage, she once was a reporter at Fox. She's over at CBS. She was one of their intelligence and defense reporters. She just got summarily canned. Now, there's a bunch of layoffs going on in the liberal media, and, and well, in companies all over the country. Of course, the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about it. CBS laid off 800 people, but with Catherine Heritage, they did something a little different, something that's a little abnormal. They didn't just say, well, pack your stuff, and you know we're going to escort you out of the, bu- the building because this is done. Your time here is done. It's a little bit different. It's a little odd because CBS allegedly has seized all of her files, her records, her confidential sourcing information. This is not the norm. The norm, according to at least one former executive at CBS that was interviewed, is that, you know, generally journalists are, quote, journalists are generally allowed to leave with their files under the standard contract, including the one at CBS, journalists agree that they will make files available to the network if needed in future litigation. That presupposes that they will retain control of their files. Such files are crucial for reporters who use past contacts in work in pursuing news stories with other outlets or who cap their careers with personal memoirs. Now, not only does Heritage, uh, Heritage's files contain information she accumulated while working at CBS, they would also include her 23-year tenure at Fox, which was prior to them becoming the BlackRock News Network. But why is this interesting in light of Smirnoff? Well, now they're trying to say with Smirnoff being indicted and arrested twice now on the same thing, he was you didn't hear they arrested him again in California. So they arrested him on an indictment that he lied on his 1023. And now he's in California, and they did it again for the same reasons. That's not intimidating at all. I don't know what you're talking about. But what was Smirnoff's 1023 in relationship to? 
to the Biden crime family, specifically a lot of it to do with Hunter and what he did. Well, what story was Catherine Heritage working on over at CBS? The laptop. Remember, there's those 51 defense and intelligence agents, uh, experts that signed a letter saying it was Russian disinformation, which was proven to be false because they the FBI has actually certified that that was his laptop now. Although now in light of Smirnoff being indicted, they're trying to now turn around and say those 51 experts were actually right the first time around. Right, wrong. I mean, they can change the narrative because who pays attention? Who's keeping track? Well, there are some journalists that have some integrity. Perhaps Heritage was one of them. She gets canned and they take all of her records, all of her confidential source information, including her time at Fox, in the same week that allegedly Alexander Smirnoff, who was the confidential human source, uh, by the way, not just on this, on a number of other issues, as several experts familiar with the FBI and how they work with informants, you don't last as long as he did on their payroll if you're not doing a good job, if you're not providing information that they substantiate to be worthwhile. Now, who knows? Maybe he did lie on this. Now, what's odd about it is even to his use of that they referred to Joe Biden as the big guy, what's interesting about it is that use in the 1023 predates any other public use that that was the code name or nickname for Joe Biden. So I guess he's really good at guessing. And ultimately, what they're saying he's guilty of is talking with Russian intelligence officials. Well, what do they pay informants to do if not to consort with and get information from intelligence officials in other countries? That's kind of the job, right? So he did his job, and he's guilty of doing his job. It's kind of, who knows? I don't know. It could be, maybe he's a bad egg. We'll see. But if I were to have to predict this moment today, what the deal with Alexander Smirnoff is, that this is just an effort to cover up the Biden crime family again, that he is simply going to be the victim, the collateral damage of whatever it takes to protect the Bidens, because they have to. Because there's too many other people whose tentacles are touched to it that will go down with it. That it, particularly when it comes to Ukraine, which is what the 1023 about, ultimately will lead back to the demigod himself, Barack Hussein Obama, who's pulling the strings anyway. Which is kind of interesting. Catherine Heritage, she gets all, I mean, firing somebody, so what? And they probably had to fire people anyway because most of the mainstream media is losing money hand over fist because nobody pays attention to them anymore. So that's not extraordinary, but what is is how they're handling. There's, According to reports, none of the rest of the 800, not all were reporters, but none of the other reporters, nobody that is a contemporary of what she did for CBS is being treated in the same way. It, it is, by the way, I'm just going to tell you, highly unusual when you fire somebody to seize their private data. And ultimately, while they may create a work product for a network, your confidential contacts are yours. I had this issue years ago when I worked at Judicial Watch when Larry Clayman, who God bless his soul, did some good work, but he's not exactly fully balanced up top. At least he wasn't then. I don't know what he's doing now. He no longer runs Judicial Watch. That 
as a result of these things. But at the time, I was friends uh, with two people, Kit Carson, who's now since died, who's the top producer for, for Rush Limbaugh, and, of course, Bo Snerdly, who's still alive and still very much my friend. And he, he heard that I knew them. And he literally came into my office one day and demanded that I give him their contact information because, he well, he asked me as his vice president of communications. And he asked me to call them and say, put me on the, he, he wanted me to literally say, you have to put Larry Klayman on the air, which was never going to happen. That conversation was not because Judith Watch did great work, but first of all, I don't use my friends to try to, you know, put other people above and so forth. And, and what he wanted to go on was just not, it wasn't newsworthy enough, but he wanted, he was desperate to get something on. I'm probably, I should save this for the book, right? But either way, he demanded that I give, and he said, well, if you want the call, I'll make the call. Give me their contact information. Now, this is the days I actually had a physical Rolodex. You know, this is back in the 90s. I didn't have, every, I mean, I had a Palm Pilot at the time, but most of my stuff was still in my Rolodex. And he demanded that I give him the cards out of my Rolodex, and I told him to get stuck. I said, they're not yours. It's, those are my private contacts that I had long before I came to work here. You have no right to those whatsoever. Now, he was a lawyer, and he knew that. And when I called him on it, he backed down, and he didn't, he didn't ask. But, I mean, the fact that they're holding this stuff and they're trying to control this stuff, is, I mean, it's, you might think it's telling. I don't know. Maybe there's a reason there that this is happening. Now, on the good news side, and it is good news, Chaos is dangerous. Desperate people, you know, they always say, careful when you back somebody up against a wall because fight or flight, they might just fight and, and it might not go as well. But we, everyone keeps saying, well, I wish we could be as tight as the left are. Well, here's the thing. In light of the Robert Hur report and, frankly, the general acknowledgement that Joe Biden can barely walk stairs, much less run a country, there have been reports, including in the New York Times, that are questioning if he's the right guy. Now, in a free and fair press, left wing or otherwise, th these are the conversations that you have. That's why I use these freedom quotes. If you, if you pay attention to the past several weeks, uh, and this is not by design, just what pops up when I do the research. So many quotes about liberty and freedom are tied directly into people's freedom of speech. But apparently the left wants nothing to do with that. You see, the New York Times is quickly, despite being the old gray lady that they usually think is a dependable part of their PR apparatus, they have fallen into disfavor. Listen to Corrine Jean Van Dam just the other day, the White House press briefing, talking about how dare they question Joe Biden. Your question more specifically about um, about the New York Times coverage is that uh, that display what we believe a journalistic objectivity about coverage of the president's age speaks to why we agree with former New York Times public editor Margaret Sullivan. And she says maybe the Times and other major media outlets ought to look in the mirror, self-scrutiny and, and course correction are not among their core strengths. And I'll leave it there. She's going to leave it there. But then Claire McCaskill didn't. When we get back, I'll have the update on the bids and I'll have what she had to say. Now, remember, one of the lines the left loves to use right now is how, well, in, in Hickey Nailey, that we can't have Soviet-style elections, that Trump is the Soviet-style leader. Well, when you hear Claire McCaskill, maybe you'll have a different opinion. The Regular Joe Show.